0: Satan is effectively an imitator. God has His Son, His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And in effect, the devil has a son too, if you will. He's the Antichrist.
1: Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie brings a revealing look at the Antichrist. He uncloaks the real nature and identity of this mysterious being.
0: Antichrist, he's Lucifer's leader, the devil's disciple, Satan's son. This
1: is the of us have a really clear picture of the Antichrist, and for that matter, our understanding might be a bit foggy on the whole end times landscape, but we hope to clear that up for you today here on A New Beginning, as Pastor Greg Laurie brings us a close look at the drama of the last days according to God's Word. He'll answer the questions on the minds of many and reveal some things we may have never considered before. It's the kind of study you're going to want your friends to hear.
0: Okay, let's grab our Bibles and turn to the book of Revelation. Who wants to hear a Bible study? Raise your hand. Okay, good, 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 good. Revelation 13, the title of my message is Antichrist America and Armageddon. So let's start by talking a little bit about this Antichrist figure. Antichrist comes with overtures of peace, economic solutions, even rebuilding the temple for the Jewish people, He wins the favor of so many. In fact, the Bible even says through peace he will deceive many. So he will establish a peace treaty that will hold. War will effectively cease for a period of time. But in reality, he's energized by the devil himself. So let's read about him, Revelation 13. Then I saw a beast, verse one, rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and 10 horns with 10 crowns on its horns. And written on each head were names that blaspheme God. The beast looked like a leopard. He had the feet of a bear, the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave the beast his own authority and throne and great authority. Point number one. The Antichrist is an imitator. Where does the power come from that he has? From the devil. Verse two says the dragon gives him his authority. And Revelation 12 identifies the dragon as Satan. So the beast is set by Satan himself because Satan is effectively an imitator. He always has been. So you have the genuine and you will have the imitation from the devil. God has real miracles. Satan has his own version of miracles. There are real followers of Jesus and there are fake followers of Jesus as well. God has his son, his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, and in effect, the devil has a son too, if you will. He's the Antichrist. Point number two, Antichrist is coming to take the place of Jesus. Antichrist is coming to defy and take the place of Jesus. Verse one says he has seven heads and 10 horns. Now, you read this and you go, what is this, like a Godzilla movie? You know, all these weird creatures. That's not what this is at all. These are um, metaphorical statements in Scripture. You see a lot of this also in the book of Daniel. And uh, a horn in the Bible is a symbol of power. When it says he has 10 horns, seven centers of power, we know that there's a confederation of 10 nations that will unite behind the Antichrist Also, I would add this prefix, anti, can also be translated instead of. So it doesn't just mean that he's against Christ, it means he comes instead of Christ. He's a fake Christ. He's an imitation Christ. In Matthew 24, speaking of the last days, Jesus said, many will come in my name saying, I am Christ, that's who this guy is. Number three, Antichrist is coming to declare war on believers. He'll declare war on believers, Revelation 13, seven. It's granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, as I said. First he comes as a man of peace and after he rebuilds this Jewish temple, he erects an image of himself and commands people to worship it and then he begins a persecution against believers. Number four, Antichrist is coming to dominate the globe. Dominate the world, Revelation thirteen seven. Authority is given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Again, he'll do it initially through peace plans. He'll come at economically difficult times with war in different parts of the world. If there's some brilliant political moves, along with an incredible charisma. He'll do what no other has ever done. He'll bring peace to the world temporarily. You might say, how in the heck is he able to do it? His power is from hell. It's from Satan himself. He's totally energized and empowered by the devil. He's Lucifer's leader. The devil's disciple, Satan's son. Revelation 13.2 says, says the dragon gives him his authority, the devil gives him his power. Number five, Antichrist is called the wicked one. He's called the wicked one. Uh, Second Thessalonians 2.8 says, the wicked one will be revealed, whom the Lord will destroy with the brightness of his coming. The word wicked means lawless one. The Antichrist opposes every law of God, and he forces this law on the rest of the world. There's historical precedent. Rome did much the same. Coming with uh, overtures of peace, they established something called Pax Romana, forced rule of Rome, and you must submit. Then they, all of a sudden, wanted the people to engage in Caesar worship. And you had to say, Caesar is Lord. And many of our Christian brothers and sisters would not do that and died in the Colosseum and in amphitheatres for sport and the entertainment of Roman citizens. Hitler did it in a similar way as well. He came at economically difficult times in the history of Germany. He promised a a great Germany again in the future and the people elected him to be their Fuhrer. And of course his real agenda was world domination and the elimination of the Jewish people as a race. And six million Jewish people died in the... uh, concentration camps that Hitler established. Tragic thing. But again, they come off initially with peaceful solutions but then show their true colors. Antichrist will do much the same. He will institute worldwide governmental control. And you see how quickly government loves to overreach and control in our lives. Listen, I don't know about you, but I like less not more government in my life. I think even with the COVID mandates, the COVID situation, we saw excessive government overreach, especially in our own state of California. You know, they they told churches to shut down. And in some states, uh, people couldn't even worship outside, And uh, they would let bars stay open, strip clubs stay open, telling the church to not be open. Remember when we were told we're not supposed to sing in church? We sang, by the way, that following Sunday. We always will. But there's just something about government power that expands rapidly and we saw the overreach in this. And what I'm simply saying is this. Antichrist is gonna take the reins of control. And he's going to use it aggressively.
1: It's great to have you join us today for a new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. We're learning about the man of lawlessness today in Pastor Greg's message called Antichrist, America, and Armageddon. Let's continue.
0: Now, that brings us to the so called Mark of the Beast. Revelation 13, verse 16, look at that. He causes all small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or forehead. No man can buy or sell except they have the mark or the name of the beast and the number of his name. Here's wisdom. to him that is understanding, calculate the number of the beast. It's a number of a man. His number is 666. Wow. Who would have ever thought such a thing is possible? Consider that John wrote this 2,000 years ago. He's banished to an island called Patmos. And Jesus comes to him and gives him the revelation, the unveiling. It's almost as though John got into a time machine and was catapulted into the future. I don't know if it was a DeLorean or not, but. uh, (laughs) He saw the future, which is our present and our future as well. And this is in an age when it was very unsophisticated. There were no computers or tablets or smartphones or TVs or satellite tech or artificial intelligence. And yet he's describing a world in which a man gets control through a numbering system. And now today we see how that can happen in real time at any time. That's why you can believe the Bible. It's the one book that dares to predict the future. Not once, not twice, but hundreds of times with 100 percent accuracy. It's not hard for God to predict the future, by the way. In Isaiah 46, God says, don't forget the things I've done through history. I'm God alone. I am God and there's no one else like me. Only I can tell you what's going to happen before it happens. And everything I plan will come to pass and I can do whatever I wish. I love that. Now some worry about this mark of the beast. Maybe they over-worry, thinking maybe they've even taken it. Well, I went to Disneyland the other day. And I left the park and they put a stamp on my right hand, as I recall. (laughs) Have I received the mark of the beast? No, you've received the mark of the mouse, not the mark of the beast. (laughs) You're okay. Don't panic. (laughs) So let's understand what this mark is. The mark is a visible, literal brand of some kind. We don't know how it will be done exactly. The mark will be given as a sign of devotion to Antichrist, and as a passport to commerce. So if you take this mark, you take it knowingly, pledging your loyalty to Antichrist. And again, I want to emphasize, don't worry about the mark of the beast. It's not gonna happen in your lifetime, nor will the Antichrist be revealed, because if you're a Christian, you will be raptured before this all starts, okay? Again, we're told in Thessalonians, he who now restrains will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way. Then that wicked one, Antichrist, will be revealed whom the Lord will destroy with the brightness of his coming. He who now restrains will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. What does that mean? The restraining force in the world today, that which holds back evil, is the presence of the Holy Spirit in the church. It's you and it's me. It's us doing our job. When we're removed, then Antichrist will be revealed. Now let's talk about the battle of Armageddon. Go over to Revelation 16. Revelation 16, verse 12. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up, so the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth, of the dragon, so we know that's a devil. Unclean spirits would be demonic spirits. And out of the mouth of the beast, that's antichrist. Out of the mouth of the false prophet. So a religious sidekick, if you will, called the false prophet working in cahoots with the beast or the antichrist. And they are the spirits of demons, verse 14, performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Now here's an interesting little thing. In the middle of all this talk of Armageddon, Jesus gives a personal word to you. A personal word to me a personal word to believers living in the last days. Look at it, verse 15, Revelation 16. Jesus says, behold, I'm coming as a thief, blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and see his shame. Then we go back to the other topic. Verse 16, and he gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew, Armageddon. Armageddon, what an ominous word it is. When General Douglas MacArthur stood on the deck of the USS Missouri in Tokyo Harbor, signing a peace agreement with Japan, effectively bringing World War II to a close. He said, quote, we have had our last chance. If we do not now devise some greater and more equitable system, Armageddon will be at our door, end quote. Soon after he was inaugurated as the 40th president of the United States, Ronald Reagan trying to understand the complexities of the Middle East, wrote in his diary, quote, sometimes I wonder if we're destined to witness Armageddon, end quote. Now, I wonder what General MacArthur and President Reagan would think of the world today. President Biden recently said, speaking of the conflict with Russia and Ukraine, we have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Look. I don't like it when world leaders use the word Armageddon. Especially world leaders that have access to that little red button. But it just shows you this is a reality. This is something that could happen. And it's something that will happen eventually. And so the devil is behind this. The devil is in the details. The devil is the one moving these armies to this great conflict. Two superpowers engage in the valley of Megiddo. By the way, the word Armageddon comes from the root word Harmageddon, which is simply speaking of the valley of Megiddo. So it's speaking of a location. The 10 forces of the Antichrist come and face off with the kings of the east. Who are the kings of the east? They're identified as having an army of 200 million. Some have wondered if this is speaking of modern day China with their military and economic expansion and aggression that they've shown. It's possible. The fact of the matter is, China is the only nation on earth that could field an army of 200 million and actually have spoken publicly about that. Others have thought it could be speaking of demonic forces at work. I'm not sure. But here's the thing I wonder about. Where is America in all of this? Some nations are spoken of specifically in Bible prophecy. Israel, clearly spoken of. Iran is clearly spoken of in Scripture. Uh, China, perhaps. Russia, perhaps. Many think that Magog could be a description of modern-day Russia to the extreme north of Israel. We don't know with certainty about that. But here's what's really missing. Where's America? We are still the reigning superpower on planet Earth at the moment. Where are we? I don't know the answer to this. We need another spiritual awakening. America needs Jesus. And hope.
1: Pastor Greg Laurie with timely insights today on a new beginning. Well, everywhere we look, it appears the Lord's return is closer than ever. Well, if you've been listening today and you haven't made your peace with God, Pastor Greg would love to help you take care of that right now with a simple
0: prayer. That's right. The Bible says, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So think of it this way. Maybe you're out in a riptide in the ocean and you can't get your footing and you're in trouble and you see a lifeguard call out for help, and the lifeguard will rescue you. The same is true spiritually. You're drowning in your sin. You need help. Jesus will save you. He will rescue you, but you must call out to Him. And you know how you do that? You do it in prayer. So let me just lead you in a simple prayer, and you can pray this prayer after me. You can pray it out loud if you like, and this is where you are calling out to Jesus to save you. Just pray this, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, And I know you are the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. Now, Lord, I turn from my sin and I put my faith in you. Be my Savior, my Lord, be my God and my friend. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
1: Amen. And if you have just prayed those words with Pastor Greg and you've meant them sincerely, Well, the Lord has heard you and forgiven you. And we'd like to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Just ask for a New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Well, many people have wondered where America is in the pages of Bible prophecy. It seems to be a conspicuous absence. We'll discuss that next time here on A New Beginning. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Antichrist, America and Armageddon.